Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. If you've been with us the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about abundance. Have you been here? Raise your hand. If you've been here, been hearing about abundance, y'all been encouraged? It's been really good. If you've missed any of those, we have them available uh, on podcast on our website and then also a video form on Facebook. Um, a lot of times I think that when we think of abundance, we think primarily of financial abundance. We, we are quick to um, associate it with finances. Um, but our leadership here at Presence OC believes um, in abundance in all areas of life, not just finances. And so this morning, I actually want to um, talk about abundance in soil time. All right, abundance in soil time. So I'm going to be reading out of Matthew 13. If you will, turn with me there. I always say this, but as a reminder, it's good that when someone's reading you the word of God for you to also be looking at it with your own eyes, okay? Matthew 13, we're starting verse one. It says this, later that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, listen. A farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plant soon wilted under the hot sun and since they did not have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell amongst thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, say fertile soil, And they produced a crop that was 30, 60, even 100 times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears should hear and listen and understand. As I mentioned, I want to talk about abundant soil. I want to talk about what it looks like to go through seasons of life and how abundance is available for all of us. You know, a lot of times it's it's easy... um, to walk in abundance or live fully in abundance when you can see the abundance in your life. When other people can see the home that you have or the car you drive or the relationships you attract. When, when there's abundance around you and people can see it, it's a lot easier, it can be, to, to realize you're abundant. But when you can't see it, when it's not yet, God's been talking to me a lot about the not yet. It's really powerful. I'll preach on it sometime. But when it's not yet, can you still believe you're abundant? Can a 14-year-old believe that they're abundant and that they carry abundance with them? Without having to have natural, when I, mean, when I say natural, I mean like in the natural, without having to have natural proof. And I believe, and what I'm going to propose to y'all this morning is that abundance in all areas of life start in the soil. It starts in the ground. It starts in the dark and the unseen and the unknown. You ask any um, uh, company owner about building their company, and they'll probably tell you those first couple years was really horrible because they had to spend a lot of time and they had to work a lot of hours and they had to stay past five 
My father-in-law is a business owner, and he tells a story after story. He would understand what it looks like to be building in abundance while in soil time. I believe that the abundant soil time is where the Lord begins to reveal what is in us. I believe that the abundant soil time is where he starts to prepare us for what is to come. Now, you might be sitting here and you might say, well, pastor, I understand that, you know, some people are supposed to be abundant, but are all people? I would say yes, because John 10, 10 says that Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. And did you know that abundance is directly tied to your destiny? For all of you, for all of us, especially as a believer, abundance is directly tied to your destiny. And if it's tied to your destiny... then we, we, we should not be afraid of the soil season. And I'll get into that in just a second. For most of you, you've probably uh, been through the soil season before. Maybe you've been through it several times. Um, I believe in seasons of life. And I don't use the word seasons a lot because when people prophesy over you and they're like, there's gonna be a season of joy. I'm like, oh, but is the season gonna end? Wait, I don't want it to end. But I think there's a, there's a good tension with seasons in our life. There's seasons of preparation, there's seasons of harvest. There's seasons of God showing and revealing things to us. Seasons are a good thing. And one of the seasons that I believe that God uh, sends us through is the tilling season. I always say tilling, but I realize it's tilling. That's my Kentucky coming out. But it's the tilling season. It's the tilling of the land to prepare the soil for abundance that's going to come out of it. And this is the time for, for many of you, it might have been when you first gave your life to the Lord and he starts to reveal things to you and convict your heart of things. You don't want to do the things that you used to do because he's showing you a new way of life. He's preparing the land for you. He's tilling your heart. You know what it means to till land? It means to rake up all the hard surfaces. It means to get rid of all the debris that's not needed. It means to prepare so that the seed has the, the best potential to grow and to sprout. But sometimes I know that this season can feel like there's a tension. Can anybody relate? Feel like there's a tension in that season. You're like, oh, ow, that kind of, ooh. But it's a really good time where the Lord just prepares the land. He prepares you for what is ahead. Verse eight, I'm gonna skip a couple things because I feel like, yeah. Verse eight says this, other seeds fell on fertile soil, other seeds, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Why did so much grow from those seeds? It's because the soil was ready. The soil had been prepared correctly. So a hundred times as much came from one teeny tiny little seed. Any gardeners in the house? I have a brown thumb. I could use some help, y'all. I bought all kinds of plants and I Googled um, plants that are hard to kill. That's how I find things. Um, that, honestly, y'all, I want to be a gardener, but I, I'm not actually. But the tilling season, the preparation season, leads us into this abundant soil season. 
It's this, it's this time where it's just a supernatural time with the Father where he grows you and shows you things that not only lines up with your destiny, but that he's prepared, that he's predestined for you ahead of time. And maybe for some of you, you're like, oh, I could totally relate to the tilling season. I've been there. It hurt. Or there was a lot of things that was raked out of my life, but it was really good. And actually, I feel like I've been in that soil season. I feel like I've been in the dark, the unseen, the unknown, the unheard for a long time. And honestly, I've just kind of been asking God, like, God, did you forget that I'm down here? Did you forget that you planted me here? And I want to encourage you. Philippians 1 says, he who began a good work will carry it to completion. He who began a good work will carry it, not halfway, will carry it, not almost there, but will carry it to completion. God's not a bad gardener. He's really good. He's got a great green thumb. He's not accidentally planted you somewhere and then forgot where he put you. See, the abundant soil season is all about process. Turn to the person next to you and say process. Say it again. See, if we call ourselves Jesus followers, we actually have to be okay with trusting God's timing. And we have to be okay with the processes in our life. And a lot of times, I know people hear the word process and they think, oh gosh, that means a long time or that means I have to go through this and that. That's not necessarily what I'm talking about. But what I am saying is that in that soil season where abundance is about to sprout and grow out of, we have to be okay with the process so we don't skip past what he has for us. I see a lot of people trying to bypass process trying to hurry up and quickly get past the process. But it's in the soil where we process with the Father so that what he has put inside of us, because you all know that there is a purpose and a destiny on your life, amen? That if you are breathing, there is a purpose on your life, but it is gonna require process. And it doesn't matter what age you are in your faith, in your natural age, You know, seeds, no matter the size of them, they actually contain all the information that they need to survive. Isn't that wild? They contain all the information that they need to sprout and grow. But the timing of the seeds, the timing of how long it's going to take for them to get out of that soil depends on what, what ground they're about to take over. It depends on how much ground they're about to take over. Okay, so somebody, I, f- I feel prophetically somebody needs to hear this. It might feel like a long time, but that's because God has a lot more than you could have even thought of. You might feel like you've been in that soil season, but it's because God is preparing you to take a lot more land than you were prepared for. He's preparing you in the process. Amen. The truth is, I think in a few areas of life, if we trusted God's timing, if we trusted that, that he wasn't late, we'd actually chill out just a little bit more and enjoy the ride, if you will. So for my single people, if you knew, they're like, hey, right here, everybody pay attention. <laughs> I love y'all. For my single people, if the Lord came to you and he said, listen, Your spouse is coming in a year. You're going to be married in one year. You'd probably sit back and enjoy your single life. 
And if God came to you and he said, listen, in eight months, you're going to have your dream job, but just sit back, stop stressing about finances, stop stressing about if I'm going to come through, I'm, I'm bringing it to you in eight months, you would sit back and you would enjoy the ride. Maybe in your marriage, if there's an issue, if God said, listen, you're going to be over this in three weeks, it's not going to be a big deal. You're going to be laughing about it. You wouldn't be so up your spouse's neck, right? See, we got to trust God's timing is perfect. We have to trust that God has a process for our lives for our purpose. It's not to harm us. Oh, God just has me going through this trialing time and I have been here for 15 years, but he ain't taking me out of it. So no. No, I don't know that I believe that. There's always a reason for what God is doing in your life. There's always, you guys, a supernatural reason for where he has you strategically for what he's doing in your life. And if you feel like I've been here a long time and I'm not seeing the fruit, I'm not seeing the growth. Gosh, process with Papa. Process with him because there... I'm very confident there is a reason when we stop trusting God's timing, we partner with idolatry of fear. What if we began, and I know some of you do because you're amazing women and men of God, but what if we began to give God praise and glory before we even saw what we're giving him praise and glory for? What would your families think? If you're called to be an evangelist, are you doing that? I'm just praising God for this new job. It's going to be awesome. I'm praising God for that spouse. He is coming. I declare it right now. God, I give you praise for my marriage. Lord, I give you praise for my kids. God, I thank you that this city will be saved and redeemed. What if we started to just give him glory and praise for the things we can't see in the natural? I'm telling you, not only would your heart change, but your mind would change and those around you would change. I think a lot of times, if I'm honest, it's, it's the soil season. It's the process where people give up their dreams because it's too hard or it's taken a lot longer or it just doesn't look like, like I thought it was going to look. I think it's in that soil season where marriages die. I think it's in that soil season where people just throw away everything that God has put in them, their desires and their passions and their call, because sometimes it looks dark and lonely. But God doesn't stick you in abundant soil to keep you there. He puts you there so that you can grow and sprout. And I know I'm young, but I've seen this a lot of times with people around me, with teenagers, with people in their 80s, and they thought that their call was done. I've seen God just put them right back in that soil, grow and sprout something new. Scripture says that he scatters the seed on the ground and the seed sprouts and grows, but not all the seeds survive the soil. But wait a second. I thought, I thought if you till the land, you prepare the land and, and you put the seed in the ground, it's supposed to, you know, prosper and grow and, and sprout from there. But why does it say he scatters the seed on the ground and the seed sprouts and grows? It sprouts and grows, but not all the seeds survive the soil. That's weird. See, in the beginning, it's easy to see the seed scattering. 
It's, it's easy to go, whoa, God gave me this vision of what I'm supposed to do with my life, or he really spoke to me in this way, or I really feel called to the mission field, or I really feel called to, to kids, or I really feel called to the business world. And he starts to scatter the seed. He starts to light up these areas in your heart. But then it says that not all the seeds survive the soil. So the only thing that that can mean is that the seeds decide not to grow. There's something wrong. You know that, that God can plant you in a place, but he gives you the decision if you want to stay there. I need somebody to hear this. God is not a controlling God. He actually gives you free will. He believes a lot in you. You know why? Because he lives in you. You have all authority and all power, which tells me sometimes, sometimes seeds get scattered. People get planted. And they go, well, this is, this is looking pretty dark. I feel like I'm in the ground of fear, ground of doubt, ground of I don't even know what's next because it doesn't look how I thought it was going to look, so it must not be for me. When really, I think God's like, oh, it's part of the process because if I gave you what I'm giving you right now, you couldn't contain it. I'm preparing you for your purpose, but it takes process. I need somebody to get that this morning. I'm preparing you for your purpose. I'm preparing you for your purpose, but it's going to take process. You know that seeds have a hard protective coating around them. It's like blow my mind. I wish I was a better gardener, but they have this hard protective coating that protects them in the ground. So you might feel like you've been tossed in the ground, but you have got a protector and a covering over you. You're only supposed to sprout. You're only supposed to grow. You're only supposed to display abundance once you come up out of that soil. And the soil time is not a bad time. It is the time of preparation. It is the time to prepare you for the abundant life that he has predestined for you. The parable said that when the harvest comes, he will reap. The harvest will come and you will reap, but you got to stick in it. You got to stay in the process. I think a lot of times there's a delay in the harvest because of our own control. We actually can sometimes get in the way. I speak for myself. Maybe y'all don't get in the way of each other. I get in the way of, my t- of myself sometimes because we try to take on a lot that we're not supposed to, to be taken on. And I'm going to be a preacher mom for just a second. Is that Okay. There's something about commitment that we need to grab hold on. We need to grab a hold on, okay? Grab a hold to. There's something about commitment and process that we need to understand and we need to run after. I think our culture is so used to, the best analogy I could think of was a microwave, You just zap it real fast. You put some fake rays in there, get it from the inside out. It may not be fully done, but it's faster. But the oven on the other end, it takes a lot longer, but it's almost always done. It cooks with real heat. And our culture, I mean, I'm guilty. My phone will freeze up for a second. I'm like, Paris, my phone died. It's not working. He's like, give it four seconds. It'll be fine. (laughs) We're so used to right now, real fast. But there's something in the process that grows you and forms you and prepares you for what is ahead of you. 
But commitment's this funny thing. Because see, God God will plant you. Like I said earlier, he'll plant you. And I, I did this last service, so I'll let y'all get a good laugh. I'll do it this service. Some, you know, sometimes he plants us. I'm going to be a seed, okay? Me, seed. He plants us. And after a while, when that process starts to not look like we thought it was going to look, when it looks a little dark, when it doesn't look like um, what he gave you three years ago in a dream, then what, what I see people do more often than not, okay, is they go, well, God planted me here, but it's not really looking like I thought it was going to look. So I'm going to wiggle myself up out of the ground and I'm going to take myself over to another place and I'm going to plant myself. The problem with that is the land has not been tilled for you. The problem with that is the debris and the hardness of that land has not been prepared for you. And so what I see a lot of people do is say, oh, God brought me to this place or God brought me to that family or that church or those people or that community or that ministry or blah, blah, blah. And then it doesn't look like they thought it was going to look. And so they move themselves to a place that wasn't for them. Now, hear me say this. God works all things together for good. So you can go the wrong way. He's going to turn it for good. The problem is the delay happens when you're trying to move to the place where the process was already beginning. It was already happening. If you're feeling stuck, you're in a process. That means God's in it. If you're not seeing the things you thought you were going to see, well, guess what? I got good news. Scripture says we couldn't even possibly imagine what he has for us. You can't even imagine. So just stop. Stop trying to imagine. He has far better for you than you could imagine. But we've got to be committed. We have got to be a culture. And if I can release anything to the 35 and under crew, you need to be committed people. You want family? Commit to a family. You want friends? Commit to friends. You want to grow in your relationship with God? Commit to God. I hear a lot of times, well, that church just didn't feed me. Well, guess what? It's not the church's responsibility to feed you. It's your responsibility. You know that? It's your responsibility to get in the word, to talk with God. It's not your parents' responsibility. It's not your siblings or your kids or your spouse's responsibility. It's yours. But we have got to be a people that is committed not only to the timing of the Lord, but to the land he has put us in. Okay, I'm just going to preach on this for one more second. You want to grow as a leader? Stay committed. You want to grow in in whatever you feel like God has called you to? Serve someone else's vision. I heard someone uh, very wise once say, if you have vision, if God's given you vision for something that's, you know, a, a big vision for your life, your purpose, your call, whatever word you want to attach to it, go serve someone else's vision. I think they said for seven years, but I wasn't going to tell you all that part. But go serve, go serve someone else's vision. You feel like you have vision on your life? You feel like God has called you something? Especially... I mean, we're all called to preach the gospel in the workplace and in the church and everywhere, but especially if you feel like you're supposed to deliver the word of God, you better serve somebody else's vision for a little bit because it's part of the process. That's part of the soil time. We've got to be committed, people. There are so many options. There are so many options. In Kentucky, there ain't no options. Somebody has a party. That's the only party happening in the county. But California, y'all crazy. There's 18 different events every night. My sister just moved here from Kentucky just a couple months ago, and she said to me, she goes, Nicole, 
Sorry, sis. She, that's how they say my name at home. I'm like, Dad, you named me with an L, but no one says Nicole. It's always Nicole, but okay. So she says, uh, Nicole, she goes, <laughs> she says, uh, why ain't anybody committed to anything? For real. And I had this moment, and I said, you know, sis, we ain't got nothing going on in Kentucky. (laughs) But I said to her, this is a a growing opportunity for you to be committed to those that are around you, to be committed to the the family that God has put around you. If there's a person in your life, and they just keep reaching out, and they just keep coming around, there's probably a reason. They're probably part of the process. And so if you're in here this morning, I just want to encourage you, if you feel like, yeah, I'm in that soil time, but pastor, it's not feeling very abundant or, or, or it just, it does seem lonely. I just want you to trust God's timing with the process. Commit to people, commit to a community, commit. This was a commit sermon for y'all. I don't know why. I want to close with um, some declarations. Is that okay? Can I declare some things over y'all? Here's the thing. A farmer, especially back home, a farmer lives on what they grow. Okay, so when a, when a farmer buys a new car or a new tractor or something new, it is because of what they have grown. They, they are directly tied to what they grow. They live off of what they grow. So let us be people who aren't afraid of the soil time, who aren't afraid of the process, who trust God's timing because we are gonna live based on what he shows us and develops in us, what he grows and sprouts up out of that ground in your life. You will forever hold on to that. So, so three declarations. I just want y'all to, re- we like to repeat things around this church. I want y'all to repeat these three things. The first thing is I'm planted in the right ground. I'm predestined to live a life of abundance. I'm okay with the process because my purpose will be revealed. And I pray over you guys. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for each son and daughter in this room. God, we give you all the glory and all the praise. Father, we thank you for the abundant life ahead of us, Father. Yeah. Yeah, Father, I just thank you that you're committed. <laughs> yeah, God committed to us before we committed to him. God, God got on that cross and died for you before you even said yes to him. He's a committed father. Yeah, so God, I just pray that we would be lights every place that we go. And God, that we would just live fully trusting you all the days of our life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. I, I want to extend an invitation. If you've never given your life to Jesus, maybe this is the first time you've even heard, he's abundant, say what? I want to invite you today. There's no better day than today. Don't wait. Don't wait. Abundant life is waiting for you. You actually get to take hold of it. Yeah, I'm going to have our prayer team come on up. If you need prayer for anything, if you need a miracle in your body, God is on the move and he is active and he is after his sons and daughters. So I'm going to have our prayer team come on up. If you need prayer, come on up. But, but if you'd like to give your life to Jesus, I want to pray with you personally. And I want to give you a Bible. 
and I want to get you some coffee, and I want to hang out, because God is a good God, and he loves you, and he has a lot available for you. So if that's you, come on up, and we'll, we'll chat. All right, love you guys. Oh, DNA class, right after this service, come. It's going to be incredible. All right, y'all have a good week. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.